the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Humble. behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. This is Pastor John Allworth. It's wonderful to be with you again here at Recovery Through Christ. Uh, We've changed the name from Recovery Radio Houston to Recovery Through Christ because that's what it's all about. Because, you know, there has been a pandemic, not just for a few years, but for centuries and millennium uh, with addiction. People are under the bondage of addiction. And there is, fortunately for all of us, There is a vaccine that works against this pandemic, and his name is Jesus Christ, and he works every time. So let's go to prayer. Father God, we just come to you today with such gratitude on our hearts for setting us free, for being such a wonderful, wonderful shepherd in our lives, and for your grace and your forgiveness, and most of all, for your love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I am very excited today. We have a couple of guests on the program. We have Lenora Purvis, who's been with us on a couple of different occasions in the past, and she does, God's doing great work through her and uh, in her ministry, Heaven's Army and Home of Amazing Grace. And I'm really excited, Lenora, because um, I, I'm on the board of directors over at the Open Door Mission and uh, really involved in that and, and know uh, of other resources for men, but there just doesn't seem to be as many resources available for, for women and, you know, we all, uh, the, the enemy doesn't, doesn't pick and choose. He doesn't discriminate age or ethnic background or anything else, and certainly not by gender. So um, w- welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always great to be on here. Oh, well, it's good to see you. Probably talk a little bit closer to the mic, and thank you so much. And, and you've brought with you a recent graduate of the program, which is always just a wonderful thing to see. When we see people go through the entire ministry of a ministry like yours, faith-based ministry, it's just a wonderful thing. So welcome, Faith. Hi, thank you. you know, it's good to see you here. So, you know, one of the things that, that I see in my ministry is that, you know, the, the uh, God love them, and I'm, I'm not opposed to it, but the 28-day programs that don't emphasize faith, that are secular, what I call secular programs, they have relapse rates of 80 90%, whereas faith-based rehab, if someone will really commit and go through the whole program, 
uh, the I, I think the relapse rates are, are, are much, much lower. I don't, what do you experience? According to our program, we have 91% success rate. <laughs> so 9% relapse. Okay. That's, that's outstanding. And so I want to ask you about your background and stuff, but we were talking before the show started and, you know, people have a reluctance. I know your program is how long is your ministry? How long do you ask for people to commit to? Minimum of a year. Yeah. And and people that are in bondage think there's no way I can give up a year of my life. There's no way I can give up my freedom for that long. There's no way I can do that. And what they don't realize is certainly for me, I mean, we're talking about decades of being under bondage of the enemy having us in chains and, and it getting worse and worse. addictions progressive and a year to be set free whom the sun sets free is free indeed is nothing in the overall scheme of things. And it's not just about sobriety it's about restoration we serve a god who wants to restore us Mm -hmm. and and it's about uh having a relationship with jesus christ that's the main thing that i know you emphasize becoming a disciple of christ yes i mean i really uh emphasize character your character development um because what are you going to do once you leave you have to instill into them good morals and character so they make good choices in life and that's why the other programs have the relapse rates that they do because they don't focus on that. You know, I I, I like the twelve steps. I think I think it can be in a, for some people it really works. For example, the CEO of of you know one of the things about the Open Door Mission that's cool is sixty one percent of the people that work there are graduates of that program. And you know he came to Christ through the Open Doors. I mean through the twelve steps through the open door and through the 12 steps. So, so you know, I, I, I think if it's, we've rewritten them, by the way, in our Break Every Chain ministry, which I've gone to, to put Christ in the middle. For example, we have found that we were powerless without a relationship with Jesus Christ over whatever. And so not what the secular 12 steps are, yeah. but that, you know, there's power as the song started out in the name of Jesus. I'm going to stop talking so much and, and let you, let's let the folks hear about you. Give us a little bit of your background. How did you get in, into this ministry? Oh, well, that's my story and my testimony. Um, in 2009, I was faced in prison with my third DWI. I called out to a God that I didn't know and asked him to um, just not take me from my children. It wasn't their fault that I was um, messed up, um, had my own issues, and I didn't want them to be without a mom. And uh, when I got out of jail, bonded out, uh, my probation officer uh, invited me to church. And I've never looked back since then. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. So was it, you know, that's interesting because a lot of people that are get involved in the criminal justice system see these probation officers and even, indeed even police officers as the enemy. But here here it was. She was leading. God, God put her in your path. Absolutely. To, uh, Absolutely. It, it, I'm truly grateful that um, she risked her job and everything that day to share her faith with me because I always, when I've talked to her, I'll say, did you know that that day that you shared the gospel would be that uh, thousands would be changed. And she said, absolutely not. Um, she just felt in her heart she was supposed to share Jesus with me. And um, two months later from that date, I start Heaven's Army. Two months later? Yeah. Two months, two months into your sobriety. Two months. two months into your life. Two months into your deliverance, because that's yes. what we really want. We don't, we don't. We just don't want sobriety. We want deliverance. Yes. You know, I, I, I don't. You know, some people have, that go through these other programs, they they white knuckle it. You know, yeah. uh, and and they may be sober, but they're uncomfortable, and they're always. Uh, I mean, uh, you know what I think about when I think about a drink? I think about a hangover. Absolutely, <laughs> that's what God has done for me. You know, and that has no appeal whatsoever. No. Praise God. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't care to see those days again. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about Heaven's Army. You started Heaven's Army two months. after. After, after so I lady. started um, a resource center 
I just okay. knew there had to be other women out there that were going through the things that I was going through. Um, so I started Bible study, and then Bible studies led to um, resources, um, different things for the community, 26 different services, different locations. But through all of that, I was meeting women that had come from uh, trauma, severe trauma, domestic abuse, um, sexual abuse, uh, trafficking. That was the first time I ever even heard of uh, sex trafficking. Right. Um, and I would tell them that if you want out, call me. I would help you. Um, well, to my surprise, they would start calling me, and then I didn't know yeah. what to do with them once they called me. Like you said earlier, there's not a lot of places um, for women. Right. Um, and if there are, they we all have, we're all different in, in aspects, you know. Um, you, have you come from abuse, and what if it was the woman that was in drug addiction? Well, that she don't qualify for the home that only deals with domestic violence, or if it was, um, you know, other things, domestic violence, and she had a drug problem where they wouldn't let you in until you were sober and, and clean. So uh, I wanted to take them in right where they were at and help them. Um, and so that's when I, um, I started seeing these women and, and things. And so in 2015, I uh, opened uh, Heaven's Army Home of Amazing Grace and, and said, listen, ladies, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I just want to help, and I can share Jesus with you. Bear with me, give me grace, and we can get through this together. Great. And that's what happened. And here we are, uh, and you know now. And I have three homes, and uh, and working with women. So, so where where are the three homes located? We have one in the Tarkington, Cleveland area. Um, that is our home of Amazing Grace. Uh, we have an uh, eight thousand square foot home on twenty two acres, and then we also have a home in the Hardin, um, Liberty area. And that is called First Step Recovery and Crisis Intervention Center. That is that first phone call, that first step, um, wanting help. We they go there for detoxing. That's and, for detox. And That's important because it's you know a lot of places don't take people in until they've detoxed. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and and because they're just not they're not capable of it. And yes. Yeah. Okay, that's that's the second one, and we're, yeah. we're and then we have a redemption uh, home, um, and that is in Cleveland as well. And it is once they go through the program um, and graduate, home of Amazing Grace, and they have the opportunity to go into transitional living, so that they're not just because again we see that that they graduate a program and then now what go yeah. back to the toxic family, go back to the streets. Where am I going now? Um, and it's a lot of pressure on them to have to get an apartment and, and working and all of these things. So we want to work alongside them and continue walking with them um, while they are still walking out their recovery and their that healing. Is, that is so crucial. You know, this, the open door, we do the same thing. Uh, there's transitional living across the street from from the open door mission. And uh, the graduates, are pretty much 100%, uh, within three months, they have a job. And we work with second chance employers, the Marriott downtown. By the way, if you want to stay downtown, stay at the Marriott because they they help folks who need a second chance. And they've hired over 40 of the graduates down there. So that is so key that you're doing that because, you know, if you just go back into the same environment and the same things, you got the simple expression in recovery is you got to change people, places and things. Absolutely. And the main person you got to change, you got to have that relationship with Jesus Christ. So so that's that's essential. So tell me when when. When women go into your ministry, just give us a little description of what what happens. How how does God work to change their lives? Well, one, we teach them to have uh, the three relationships. Three relationships are, one, the most important relationship is a relationship with Christ. Um, So we really focus on that. And the second relationship that is just as as important um, is to learn to love themselves. 
Uh, Isn't that critical? You know, that's one of the things we've changed in the 12 steps. Make amends to all those you've harmed, including including yourself. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So so they have to learn to um, love the person that's looking back at them in the mirror. Who Um, God sees them as. Yes. They got to know who they are in Christ. They got to know who Jesus is, first of all. And how good he is and how, how much he loves them. And then they got to know who they are in Christ. We, yeah. You've probably seen the 40 I am's that we use. Yeah, uh, yeah. About, uh, but when you've been told you're you're stupid, you're ugly, you're mal- never amount to anything, you're an addict, you're this, you know. Um, you start to believe You just believe all those things. And when you hear yeah. that for, you know, myself, you know, going through my own things, you know, 37 years, when you hear things your whole life or endure those things, it's it's just not easy to shake off in, no, in a 30-day program or a 90-day. I mean, Another good reason why that yeah. those don't work as well. So yeah, it, so. I tell them, you know, I have you for a year, and a year I've got to – it's tough, um, but I'm going to use every single moment to teach you, um, one, to love the Lord, love yourself, and the third relationship is to love other people and have healthy boundaries in relationships Seems with like other the Bible people. talks about that. Yes. <laughs> yes amen. Uh, because <laughs> so. we got to set those boundaries with people and, and yeah. not feel guilty or feel shame or and, and things like that. But that this is for me. And, um, and if you love me enough, you'll respect my boundaries. And, and that's, that's so difficult for people because yeah. that that's, you know, the enemy uses others to come at us and peer mm-hmm. pressure and, and all those things. And so, uh, and you know, you said, you said, you talked about the trauma, and Tommy Thompson, who's the CEO over at the Open Door Mission, said something the other day. And um, I, you know, I, I thought about it a little bit, and I think it's probably he said most addictions result from childhood trauma. Absolutely. You know, and some trauma somewhere along the road, anyway. So, um, and, and from what I normally see in, in the women that come through my uh, homes, um, it's absence of a parent, yeah, and sexual abuse. Yeah, those are the two that I. I normally see that when there is, that's the trauma. Yeah. So how do, how do you, I mean, what, what's a typical day like at, at, at one of your homes? Uh, busy. Okay. Well, that's good. (laughs) Busy. Uh, they, they learn to, um, again, one of our thing is, uh, surrender obedience and service. Um, so they have to surrender, um, everything when they come in, you know, in the home, they give up, there's, Cigarettes, uh, cell phones, TV, um, caffeine, sugar, um, you name it. They're willing to do that because their life is at a place that they want, truly want help and want to be restored and and whole again. Um, And um, so it's pretty tough. Um, But when you have people all around you that's wanting to give and pour into you, what are you willing to give? Well, it's not a lot to just ask for. I feel willing to give up a cup of coffee. Yeah. Is, it, is, is your it, life, is, is your really future worth a cup of coffee? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. And again, yeah. that's where we're going to start seeing our worth. Yeah. You know, oh, absolutely not. I'm not giving that up. Oh, well, you know. Yeah. So. Well, until we surrender our lives to Christ, there, there yes. can't there can't be any progress. And obedience, of course, is better than sacrifice. And yeah. Jesus said, "The those who serve, or he, he was a servant. He came down and showed yeah. us everything he did was a servant. He showed us how to live. Right. And people don't really realize that. You know, we were talking the other day at the one of the messages at the Open Door Mission. Early Christianity was called the Way. Mm-hmm. That in Christianity hadn't been coined yet. And uh, I love the the beginning portions of acts where it talks about all the people were together and they broke bread together and they 
helped each other and the you know they were everybody had everything in common in acts 242 through 48 um and, and that's that's really what happens in in a in a home like yours in the home of amazing grace and over at the open door mission they the bonds that are made there with each other and, and certainly with Christ and, and are, are just tremendous. And it takes it, the essence of kind of, that's kind of the essence of Christianity. It seems to me, you know, the early, everybody living together and working together on a common goal and loving each other and worshiping the Lord. And, yes. and, you know, and what's amazing too, God is so good is, is that we do in our addiction, we do so many bad things to our bodies and our brains and everything, but God has made us, I'm sure you've seen the, the, the films they've done of a cocaine addict, for example, at two months, six months, a year, God restores us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it is just, it is simply amazing. And, and, uh, they can look at scans now and, and measure these things and they can see, uh, the dendrites that are developing in your brain and that connect the neurons and if you, the thing that makes them the most healthy, where they flower, if you're engaged in addiction, they look like stick figures. I mean, they can actually see this on scans. And if you're the thing that makes them bloom the most is worshiping the Lord, engaging in spiritual activities. And that's what really recovery is. It's a spiritual awakening. Absolutely. And, and without that spiritual awakening, I, I don't see how anybody can do it. So how do you, how do you support your ministry? Um, donations. Um, our support comes from, um, churches and people in the community that believe in what we're doing uh, stand behind us. Um, we have a mostly all-volunteer uh, staff. I only have one paid staff, and I just recently got uh, an assistant uh, about maybe nine months ago, and so that was my only paid staff. Everybody else's volunteer, including myself, so uh, it everything goes back into the ministry to support what we're love. doing in the ministry. Yeah. And that's why I have the show is I just feel like I got to do something to shout from the mountaintops that people yeah. don't have to live the way they're living. There's Absolutely. A, there's a much better way and there's freedom in, in a relationship with Jesus Christ. So so how would somebody that wanted to support your uh, two things either wanted knows because probably, probably most of the people there may be somebody out there that's that's into the bondage of addiction. I'm sure there is. They can hear our voices, but there I guarantee you whoever's listening has family members, friends loved ones, work, co-workers that are under the bondage of addiction. So how would somebody reach you if they knew somebody that needed help? Well, my phone number is 832-401-7965, and that's my personal cell. Um, I also have a website, heavensarmy-tx.org. Um, and you can find us on any social media, uh, Facebook, um, Instagram, any any of your social medias and stuff. So give all that again. So in case somebody's trying to pull over right now and write oh. it down. <laughs> yeah. So this is on podcast, by the way, folks. So, so if you, you miss something, you're driving right now and you want to go back, this podcast will be up in about a week. You just search for recovery radio Houston and, and, and you can find this interview. Go, but go ahead and get the information. My, again, please. Uh, my number is 832-401-7965. Or you can visit our website at heaven's army dash tx.org or find us on uh facebook social medias and if you have somebody that needs help and uh if, if it's a if it's a, a lady then call lenora if it's a man you can call me 832-475-8642 832-475-8642 text is probably the best way to to reach me i'm don't hold this against me but i'm a practicing lawyer and as well as a pastor and so it's got to be somebody asked me the other day they said 
isn't that a conflict of interest? You're a pastor and a lawyer. And it's like, we lawyers get bad, bad rap. <laughs> so anyway, uh, some of us practice law with Christian principles, but in any event. So faith, um, you just graduated from the program? Yes, sir. Praise God. So tell me, um, as much as you're comfortable with, what, what brought you to Lenora? Well, I'm 16 years old. And oh, my goodness. I was groomed from groomed for sex trafficking by a 53-year-old man, and um, I was addicted to cocaine, and I had been dealing with suicidal issues, promiscuity, date rape, um, self-harm, other addictions, um, and a very low self-esteem. And I I was very hopeless, and I was not motivated to do anything in my life, Um, and I, I knew that I wanted change. I was always looking for something, someone different, but I could never find it. I could never pinpoint what was really missing in my life. Isn't that true? You know, I mean, my story's nowhere near as compelling as yours, but I, I, my whole life, I, I, you know, I I did different things and more money, more, more alcohol, more whatever. And it's just like pouring into this bucket that's empty. It's got a hole in the bottom. And the only thing that ever patched it for me was Jesus Christ. And and the only thing that ever is gave me the peace that suppresses all understanding. Anyway, let me, let me hear from you. So how did you get connected with Lenora though? Well, I was in a 30 day secular rehab um, that you were talking about earlier. And um, there was a chaplain that came every Sunday. And so I, I began to read a little bit of the Bible and, my mom had found a uh, this program, Heaven's Army, and she asked me if I was willing to go. And I, I was thinking, well, my cat just died, and you know, there's nothing left for me here, so I might as well try because I didn't know what my next step was going to be. So praise God, coming praise there, God. I, you know, uh, that, this gives me so much joy that you, at this early age, have been delivered and set free and. And that, that what a wonder God did for you by, by connecting you. So, and I, I, I'm so glad that you had an open heart and the Holy Spirit touched you. And, and so tell me, tell me, how's it, how was it going through the, through the ministry? Well, being 16, there are a lot of, you know, there's, she usually doesn't take minors. So everyone else has been a grown woman. They usually have children, some grandchildren. Um, and so there wasn't any teenagers there. And uh, I had to learn very quickly that, I needed to learn responsibility. I needed to resolve conflict like an adult. I mean, I was in an adult women program, so I had to learn how to respond like an adult. I had been doing all these adult things, sex, drugs, money, all that stuff. So now I had to respond to that on a positive side of the scale. Praise God. So I bet it was a bit of a transition. Absolutely. And I came in wearing very baggy clothing, facial piercings, hair dye. I had... What a, shock. A, a lot of the change I wasn't ready for a lot of it, but yeah. just one step at a time, you know, burning old clothes and, you know, um, making amends with myself was a huge thing. You know, that's one of the challenges we see over at the open door mission is it's that first couple of weeks where the guys really get the tug to leave, you know, they, they, they they don't have their cigarettes. They don't, have, you know, whatever it is that they, they don't have their freedom. They're working really hard because they're in, you know, they're going to work. I'm going to go over there. We'll break every chain tonight. And they won't be, they get up at six in the morning and they're in chapel and, and the, their day will end at eight thirty when we, when we conclude break every chain, that's a long day. So it's a lot different than living on the outside. And, and uh, when the devil's running your life, you know, so I bet that wasn't, thank God you stayed. I bet it was tough at first, particularly for you with the teenage and the older, you know, being around a bunch of older people, you know, so which probably, you know, uh, anyway, um, 
What made you stay? Well, there was something that I encountered. I mean, just a situation that happened maybe a few weeks ago. I was sweeping the kitchen, just doing my chores, and I just started to cry. I just started crying because I realized that the voices in my head stopped. For once, the voices that were telling me that I needed to kill myself, that I needed to do drugs, that I needed to resort to my old coping mechanisms, they weren't there. And so many people my age, especially right now with this generation, so many of them don't realize that there's a better way to things. They don't realize that you can have peace. You can live in freedom without drugs, without addiction, without men, without any of those things. You can do it. And it's absolutely possible because I did it. And it's better. Absolutely. (laughs) It's, 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 It's freedom. You know, I mean, the Bible tells us we're a slave to whatever we obey. And, um, you know, and Jesus tells us we're a slave to sin when we when we get caught, caught up in that, and it's so true. And you know, there's I can remember a time in my life where I would have thought never to do these things again. Oh my gosh! And now it's just so liberating. And I'm so glad you were here with us today, and I'm both of you. And let's uh, let's close in prayer. This this time goes by very fast. It does go by very fast. <laughs> I, know, I know. I want you to get real fast. Give your information again. Um, eight three two. Four zero one seven nine six five, or you can uh, find us on uh, the website at heavensarmy-tx.org. Father God, we just come to you today. It was such a blessing to be able to talk about you on the radio, and I just ask that you continue, Holy Spirit, to work for with and through Lenora, and I thank you for faith, and I thank you for her deliverance and for all the deliverance that's occurred. You're such a wonderful, loving God. In Jesus' name we pray. You know, we love you here at Recovery Radio Houston, but more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.